Welcome to Marketing Thought Leadership, the podcast that offers insightful discussions on thought-provoking marketing topics. Here's the host of our show, marketing consultant, speaker, author, and educator, and the president of Leverage 2 Market Associates, Linda Popke. Hi, this is Linda Popke, and welcome to our latest podcast for Marketing Thought Leadership. We're here today with Kathy Kingston. She's a leader in fundraising auctions, professional auctioneer, and a consultant, and she's raised millions of dollars for nonprofit organizations across the country for over 25 years. Her company is the premier resource for record-breaking fundraising auctioneers, education, and strategies. She's often providing training and consulting and coaching to auctioneers. She's consulting for nonprofit executives, and she's also uh, helping deploy award-winning teams of professional auctioneers to reach record-breaking auction results. Thank you for being here, Kathy. Hi, Linda. Thank you so much for having me. So, Kathy, tell us, this is such an unusual thing you do to really uh, help auctioneers be much more successful. What is the most unusual or different item you've ever sold at a fundraiser auction for charity? Well, thanks, Linda. I actually have a little story to tell about that. You know, as a professional auctioneer and specializing in fundraising, you know, we have the opportunity to sell so many different kinds of auction items. You know, anything from trips and dinners and experiences, sporting goods and, you know, gift baskets and you name it. But the most unusual item I ever sold was the right to name a newborn baby calf at an auction for a local food pantry. Now, this was a dairy calf. And the uh, the auction item was you and your family could visit this newborn baby calf at a dairy farm, and the dairy farm supplied all of the um, the dairy products and cheeses, you know, for this local food pantry. It was actually in upstate New York. So um, here goes the auction, and, uh, and I described it, and I said, you know, you could have the opportunity, the exclusive rights to name that newborn baby calf. And here we go. All right, and give me $100 in. I'm at 102 down, and tune 300. And the crowd got excited. And then the 300, and 350, and 400, and 506 there, and 600 and a half, and 700, and 7 and a half, and 775, and 808 and a quarter. And the crowd was clapping and cheering, and people were standing up. And like, this is the right to name a newborn baby baby calf and everybody was excited how am i at eight hundred and fifty dollars and a nine hundred how am i at a nine hundred and nine and a half nine and a half and nine seventy five and the battle was between two people a lady and a man and they were standing up and they were showing their bid cards i'm at nine hundred and seventy five then sir would you want to buy it at a thousand dollars i'm at a nine hundred and seventy five and a thousand dollars and bam the hammer came down and i sold it for a thousand dollars to name a newborn baby calf that's what wow. i call making money out of thin air. That is incredible. And so that shows really it's the power of, of, of what you do. It's not what you're selling, but the power of how you position it. Well, not only that, but there's a little extra part of this story, Linda. It's positioning, but it's also a little bit of luck because the woman who owned the dairy farm, her name was Jane, Farmer Jane, came up to me with a cell phone in her ear. She goes, oh, my gosh, Kathy, cell two, Bessie just had twins. Ah. So, it's, now, that is, honest to goodness, true story, but it is about how you position it. In, in my world, for fundraising auctions, it's not about what you get. It's how much you can give. And the, increasing the generosity of giving is all dependent on how that item's positioned 
in a marketing sense. So that's great. So, you know, we don't think probably, most of us don't think of, of auctions as being a marketing event. Obviously, you do that to market and raise money, but the actual auction process and the bidding process is marketing in itself. It is. And, you know, what, what's the first rule of marketing? It's, you know, what do your clients want? Absolutely. And so at an auction, you know, the first thing I do as a consultant is help the nonprofit organization Think about who's coming, who are your clients, who are your customer, who are your auction guests, and what do they want? Do they do, are they folks that like to go on trips? Do they trap? Where do they travel? Um, do they like experiences? Do they like um, uh, exotic um, dining experiences with a beloved chef? Are they the group that likes art and culture or sports? All those things go into helping craft a very unique selection of auction items for the for the audience. So rather than just show up and, and auction off items, you're actually consulting and, and helping the nonprofit. So what are the types of questions you help them in, in terms of how you um, talk to nonprofits to improve their marketing? Mm-hmm. Well, you know, when we think of marketing, there's, there's kind of three arms of marketing for a fundraising auction. I would say three broad areas. One is in, in marketing the items that we're talking about. Two is marketing the event itself so that um, so that it's there creates awareness and number three is marketing for audience development getting the right people in the room so there's different strategies in each of those um, different marketing arms absolutely absolutely so tell us about some of the strategies that are most important in terms of marketing a fundraising event well marketing the event itself and and this might surprise you is the number one rule is to focus on the fundraising. Um, the biggest mistake I see charities and nonprofit organizations and schools making about marketing a fundraising event is they think it's a party. This would be mistake number one. They think it's a party, so um, they forget fundraising. And if you design the event and you market it as, you know, maybe you have an entertainer. We just had um, an event um, last Saturday, where Paul Simon and Bernie Williams came um, and performed. Well, when I worked with this group, we wanted to make sure the fundraising was first on the minds of the guests, so they knew where the money was going. Um, and then the entertainment part was at the end of the evening, so that um, guests would stay and be generous. And then, you know, the grand finale, of course, was this wonderful um, entertainment by the, these two legends. Excellent, excellent. So, so tell, you say ahead. you have a secret formula for marketing in terms of PR, promotional materials, outreach, etc. What kind of formula can you tell us? How secret is that? Oh, it's the Kathy Kingston secret formula. In fact, if anyone who knows Kathy Kingston knows I say fabulous all the time. So I took that, and if you look at the word fab, F-A-B, um, I like to use it as a little acronym. So here's my secret formula. Use these words in every marketing promotional piece when you're speaking on your website everywhere. Fundraising as the F, auction as the A, and B, benefit. So, for example, if you are designing an invitation to come to your fundraising event and it says, Fall Follies or Spring Affair or Blue Jeans... uh, Blue Jeans Ball, no one has any idea with those titles of the event 
that it's a fundraiser. So if you can weave in fundraising, auction, benefit into your, so you could say the Blue Jeans Ball, a fundraising auction to benefit um, the South County Hospital. That would be much more meaningful than just the, so I use that everywhere. Um, so hopefully that's helpful to the listeners. Absolutely, because, again, it, it's being clear about who your audience is and what you expect them to do and what value they're going to get from this because they want to be there, they want to support an organization or a cause, and here's an opportunity to do this. So what would you say is a common mistake in marketing for fundraising like this and charity events, and, and how can you avoid some common mistakes? Well, the most common mistake is for the event planners or the nonprofit to think it's an, a personal event. You know, they, 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 they think about it as um, a wedding, um, a birthday party, graduation party, a bat mitzvah, bar mitzvah, you know, whatever. And it's completely opposite. The, um, it's a very unique event that's designed to raise money. So, I, you know, I always I borrow this little formula from uh, retail uh, professionals. How many dollars a minute should I make and how many dollars a square foot should I make? So that when you're setting up your silent auction, there's actually a right strategy to lay that out and position it and to time it. Same thing with the live auction. You know, my pace is about two minutes an item. So when, I, when I'm, you know, auctions are very formulaic and, 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 you know, you can predict how much money you're going to make. So when you think about the timeline, I would, I would say that would be number two, is design a show flow, you know, a timeline that works for fundraising. You know, one of the biggest mistakes is sometimes people will put their fundraising at the very end of the night. They think it's a grand finale. That's one of the worst mistakes to make ever because, you know, <clears throat> guests are leaving. Sure, they're tired, they're they're ready to go home. Sure. So those are two things that can really help is is focus on the fundraising and then position the fundraising in what I would call that golden hour. And and now in this new economy, I'm finding that that needs to happen earlier than ever. You can actually do your fundraising auction during dinner. Interesting. So that everyone's there. Everyone's there and they're eating and they're not going to leave until they get their dessert. Yeah. Yeah, and that's another mistake. Don't serve dessert until after you do fundraising. Ah, Absolutely. Appeal appeal to their stomachs and their and their minds at the same time. Yeah. I can even I can even I can even predict looking at someone's timeline how much money they're going to lose if it's an incorrect timeline. Interesting. Mm-hmm. So you talked about the economy and certainly we're on the upswing but things have been tough for a while. What do you see as, as trends in terms of fundraising and auctions? Are people giving? Are they giving the way you think they they should? Absolutely. And, and how can you increase that? Well, okay, sure. Well, first of all, in terms of trends, um, overall in the United States, fundraising is up. You look at the two main studies that um, measure giving each year. One is the Blackbaud study, and the other is Penelope Burke's um, Cygnus study. And both of them um, show that giving has been up over the last couple years. Excellent. What I see, though, is that, that donors are giving, at least at fundraising auctions, um, in three different ways. They're giving meaningfully, they're giving locally, and they're giving strategically. Let me explain. They're giving meaningfully because we're seeing donors and auction guests want to know exactly where their money's going and, and what good it will do. 
they call that donor-centric fundraising. Mm-hmm. So for from a nonprofit, for listeners, if you're a nonprofit or school or if you're an executive, make sure that your guests know exactly how your funds will benefit the organization so you can show results and transformational benefits. Um, number two, guests are giving locally. So that's so easy to market or position um, so that when you're explaining where the funds will go, show how they'll be used and the the outreach in the community. And that's great to do with local um, first-person testimonial stories. The third area where we're seeing giving being very strategic so that – in the auction world, not everybody wants or needs like a silent auction item. Who needs another gift basket, right, or right. a crystal crockpot, or a live auction item? But everybody wants to give, especially if you market the cause of the organization during the event. So everybody really understands all the funds are going to our food pantry, or to the animal rescue group, or to the to help outreach programs for you know for theater at at risk areas. So you know whatever that is. So if but guests are giving strategically. So giving is up, but you have to market it differently during before, during, and after the event. Um, so that's an area that can really help um, guests. And giving is up. So that's giving overall. The second question is, what about auctions? Auctions are booming. You know, even in the really tough economy, I've had the four best years. This is my 27th year as a benefit auctioneer. Wow. This is my, last year was my very, very best year by far. And so benefit auctions are booming. In fact, did you know that 16.3 billion, billion with a B, dollars are raised each year by members of the National Auctioneers Association just in fundraising auctions alone? Wow. And this is this is fundraising. So we're talking about nonprofit auctions. This we're is talking not, about nonprofit yeah. charity auctions. Sixteen point three billion dollars are raised each year in fundraising auctions, nonprofit auctions alone. It's a huge, huge industry. So giving is up, fundraising auctions are up, and um, the need for professional auctioneers. And for nonprofit executives and board members to understand that having a professional auctioneer will absolutely exponentially increase the money they raise at their benefit auctions. Wow, that's impressive. I had just no idea about how how large a scale this yeah. is. Well, this this is fascinating. We could talk about this all day, but I know you've got probably got to go off and auction something off soon. So tell me, Kathy, you say you have a special gift for our listeners. Tell us about what you're offering to folks who are listening to this podcast. Sure. Well, I've I've just completed an article. It's called 10 Deadly Sins of Benefit Auctions, How to Wreck Your Charity Auction Fundraiser. And, And these are the 10 most common mistakes that Many people make, but they're not. Re- they may not even know they're making it. So I wanted to write kind of a fun, um, interesting little article that everybody could use to help raise more money. And, and Linda, they can get that on your website. Share with everybody how they can get this. Absolutely, um, thank you, Kathy. So my website, if you're interested in that article, go to www.leveragetomarket.com. Look for the tab about nonprofit under resources. There's a page about nonprofit resources, and we will have the article there for you.
10 Deadly Sins of Benefit Auctions, How to Wreck Your Charity Auction Fundraiser. So thank you, Kathy. Thank you so much. It's been great speaking with you, and uh, wish everyone listening the very best in unprecedented fundraising success. Thank you so much. We've been talking with Kathy Kingston of the Kingston Auction Company, and who is one of the outstanding fundraising uh, auctioneers in the U.S., Uh, And thank you, Kathy, so much for being here with us. And this is Linda Popke. Until next time, go out and create some marketing thought leadership of your own. We hope you enjoyed this edition of Marketing Thought Leadership, brought to you by Leverage 2 Market Associates. If you'd like to find out how powerful marketing results can transform your organization, contact us at www.leverage2market.com.